Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bolin Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bolin Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bolandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. The daylight savings thing happened recently, and I don't know about you, it screwed me up. And then you, uh, having come from Central Time here to Eastern Time, that's an additional layer of getting screwed up. There was the election, too. And there was the election. But we're here now on a very slow news day. <laughs> Nothing is happening. Everything is very calm and chill. The world is fine. But we're not going to talk about politics. We are not going to talk so, about politics. That's cool. Do you know what we're going to talk about? Cats. Let's talk about cats. Let's talk about cats. This is Let's Talk About Cats. I am noted cat lady Mary Phillips Sandy. My cat is Grendel. Um, She couldn't be here today because she doesn't ride the subway. She's kind of a diva like that. But luckily, someone is here with me. Someone I have been a fan of for literally over a decade. Yeah. And that's Anna Marie Cox. You know her as the host of With Friends Like These, one of the few political podcasts I can handle listening to personally. Um, You're a commentator, a columnist. The OG Wonkette. Is there anything else? I'm an author and I am a cat lady, cat, a cat person. Lady. Yeah, well, that's yeah. your most important title. You are the cat pinion, as we like to say here, of two incredibly good looking cats, Luke and Leia. The Jedi twins. The Jedi twins. Um, can you give us a pithy description, say five words each, of Luke and Leia? They sort of take after their namesakes. Leia is an elegant, fluffy, bossy princess. And Luke is a noble, solitary, anxious Jedi Knight. I mean, I don't think, like, Carrie Fisher's not fluffy, really, but... I think spiritually she was fluffy. Now, um, I hope the force is strong with you, because it is time for a very important segment that we call the cat quiz, there's a prize. There's a prize at stake, okay? Today's cat quiz is titled, You Know a Lot About American Politics, but do you know a lot about American politics with cats? Anna Marie Cox, are you ready to play? I'm ready to play. Okay, now you see there's no timer, there's no clock, there's no countdown, (laughs) but here's how it works. I'm going to read the question. Don't be a jerk. You got to answer the question. No dilly-dallying, okay? It's the honor system. It's the American way. Mm -hmm. You ready? Mm Mm-hmm. In 2002, a handsome Maine coon named Hank won dozens of votes in his U.S. Senate campaign in which state? Alaska. Oh, I'm so sorry. It was in Virginia. (sighs) Hank lost to Tim Kaine. So shout out to Tim Kaine, who who defeated a cat. And a Confederate fan. Yeah. Also, he defeats worthy opponents and not so worthy opponents. And not so worthy opponents. So let's hear it for the Kaine heads. Okay. Number two, for over a century, the U.S. Capitol building has been haunted by a demon cat that appears on the eve of national tragedies and presidential transitions, which also sometimes are national tragedies. The cat's home is allegedly a basement crypt that was built for whom? 
I'm going to go with George Washington. It's George Washington. Okay, He's yes. not buried there. He's at Mount Vernon. The only creature in the crypt is uh, the demon cat. Did the demon cat belong to someone? Uh, it was originally one of the cats that was hired as a ratter. <laughs> well, you know. <laughs> It was, a, it was a patronage job um, as a ratter, and uh, apparently it, it lingered and uh, now haunts the building and is demonic, um, among other things in D.C. Okay, you got to get this one right. Um, it's from your current home state of Minnesota. Democrat Angie Craig just flipped Minnesota's second congressional district. She unseated Republican Jason Lewis. She ran an ad in which a celebrity was shown at her home scooping the litter box. Who was that celebrity? I'm guessing a Minnesota-based? Not no. in the slightest. You're going to have to just tell me unless you want to give me another hint. you gotta, you got to say something. That's how it works. Um, Will Ferrell. Oh, I wish. It was Samuel L. Jackson. Of course. It yes. was Samuel L. Jackson, who uh, admitted in the ad that he does not like cats. So screw you, Samuel L. Jackson. Okay. Number four. Fat cat. To me, that means a creature with a fluffy belly that I want to pat. But if you're on the campaign trail, of course, it's a rich person who can buy political influence. The phrase in its latter usage originated in an American magazine in which decade? 1890s. I'm so sorry. Very close, though. It was the roaring 1920s, mm. and it was H.L. Mencken's great American yes. Mercury. Yes. I was thinking of, Na- of Nash, of the uh, Tammany Hall Yeah. Era. So you're too smart for the cat quiz. Final question. It all comes down to this. You've gotten one right. <laughs> During the second Clinton inauguration... The Ritz-Carlton in Pentagon City hosted Sox Clinton's inaugural ball, complete with catnip martinis, sushi, bowls of milk, and a cat toy shaped like which Clinton political foe? Ross Perot? Oh, no! Anna Marie Cox, that's not right! It was Newt Gingrich! They had Newt Gingrich cat toys at the Ritz-Carlton in Pentagon City! See, um, Ross Perot cat toys could have been actual size. And they would have been. <laughs> so you know what? You got one out of five right. And that means that you win our prize for the cat quiz, a Sox Clinton mouse pad. A Sox Clinton mouse pad. Available All exclusively of- from the Clinton Presidential Library store in Little Rock, Arkansas. Oh, wow. I, I went there over the weekend so to get it for you. Yeah. Up next, we do a hot topic debate. You and I are going to answer this question. It's a very important question that's been tearing the feline community apart for centuries, possibly. The question is, Anna Marie Cox, would a cat make a good president? Mm. Depends, really. Of the United States, I should clarify. Representative democracy, electoral college, let's assume it's still standing. Like a good president for whom? I guess if you define like the entire United States. Yes, for the entire United States. 2020 is Like I think it would probably be, you know, good for some residents, Mm. probably cats. In other words, you think they would be focused on the 1%? They're one percenters kind of. I mean, I don't know how they would define 1%. I'm not sure if it would be be a a random 1%. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Who smells the best, Right. who most recently brought them food. Uh But they're very picky creatures. Mm -hmm. Um, They don't like everyone. See, to me, that is precisely why a cat would make an excellent president, because a cat is decisive. True. A, A cat is principled. A cat knows when to walk away from the table. I mean, again, love cats. Principled, I don't know. The principles may not be things that I personally agree with. Okay. (laughs) But there is a code by which the cat lives. It may be known only to the cat, but it is a set of principles that often is unshakable. I think that describes 
some potentially bad presidents. This is true. I'm I'm open to being both right and wrong. At I the think same you're time. both right and wrong about this. Also, I, I fear that a feline president could be easily swayed by foreign powers. Oh, interesting. Um, they are kind of bribable cats. This is true. I had not thought of that. You know, um, yes. I mean, they're less bribable than dogs. Mm-hmm. Dogs will just roll over for anyone, literally. And cats don't always respond to everyone's inducements. Mm-hmm. But you know, like. In the right circumstances. It would be difficult, though, to wiretap a cat. They do have stealth. I think they're very mindful you know of security. I think cats would make great Secret Service agents. There you go. It's ironic we see dogs on police forces so much because I do think cats are more militaristic. Law, law enforcement. Law enforcement. CIA, I mean, perhaps. Yes, spies. Oh, yes. my God. The Cat Intelligence Agency, yes. I think, is what we are In the Feline Bureau of Investigation. Correct. Those things we'd probably benefit as a country. And I, I, I suspect it would save a lot of taxpayer dollars because we would not have to pay them the salaries that we are currently paying. Um, I don't know. Pet insurance is a lot cheaper than human insurance. <laughs> and I do think like there's some people might say like, well, cats are more fickle and they, they don't know. So they obey the rules. But I think I want to distinguish between like a police force where you do want kind of more regimentation and spycraft. I will say, though, uh, people sometimes say, well, cats don't give a fuck. I beg to differ because I think what it is about cats is they give the right fucks. Or they give certain fucks. They have some things they care about very deeply. Exactly. And and those things they will go to the mat for. I mean, literally. And I admire and respect that in uh, cats and, and in presidents. I think the other thing to remember, honestly, is that cats typically are not racist. And cats also don't tweet. Cats are, are not fans of mob rule. Yeah. A cat yeah. would never lead a popular uprising. Never. All right. Well, I think uh, we've reached a conclusion. Uh, a cat would make a, an okay president, possibly, but and we better than some. Better than some, but we absolutely uh, need to have a feline bureau of investigation and a cat intelligence agency. I think those are going to be key issues in 2020. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code Buttery. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. And now it's time for the real reason we're here. Anna Marie Cox, let's talk about your cats. My cats. How did you meet Luke and Leia? Well, Luke and Leia actually were originally enlisted into service by my husband. And when you say enlisted... <laughs> <laughs> No, I, um, I was trying to think of any way to say it. So I had two cats uh, that came with me from D.C. to Minnesota when I divorced my first husband. We had two cats and two dogs, and he got the dogs and I got the cats. Mm-hmm. You know, a divorce is a divorce, 
some things go well and some things don't. But that was one of the things that we kind of were able to get to an agreement pretty easily because I knew that I was probably going to be moving around and probably in apartments and wouldn't make sense for me to have the dogs as much as I loved them. Uh, and so I took the cats, Alexander and Moby. Uh, Alexander had had since before I met my husband. Um, Moby was just – we adopted pretty soon after we moved in together. And they were fantastic cats, um, both tuxedo kitties. Um, Alexander was a long-haired black tuxedo, and Moby was a gray tuxedo, gray oh, short-haired tuxedo. I love tuxedo. a gray tuxedo. I love a um, gray tuxedo. Alexander was slightly brain damaged from some kind of trauma in his kittenhood. Mm-hmm. He didn't have a good sense of smell or balance. His nasal passages were screwed up. Uh, so he was a little bit more aloof than your normal kitty because he just was a little slow. Sure. Um, but he was lovely and um, hilarious. And then Moby, he looked like a panther. He was like just a big cat. Um, and he had a lot of personality and he was more like attached to me. Uh, and when I started dating my current husband, he told me at first that he did not like cats. <gasps> and you kept dating him anyway. I did. And I said, well, we'll we'll see how this goes. <laughs> and then I remember he like sort of remarked to me one day kind of in 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 wonder and awe. He was like, "You know, I actually really like your cats. They seem different than other cats." And I was like, "Well, they are, but they also aren't. What do you mean?" And he's like, "Well, I grew up just thinking that cats all had the same personality." And I just was, you know, offended. And he's like, oh, but no, I know now I see like they have distinct personalities and they're hello. Yeah. And, <laughs> and during the time, the first year we were dating, he was in and out of um, uh, sobriety mm-hmm. and not always living in a by himself. Mm-hmm. When he finally like had a year sober and was moving into his own apartment, I made clear that I wasn't we weren't going to move in. And we were going to take it slow. Yes. And he's like, but I, I feel like I'll be lonely. You know, do you think I should get cats? And I was like, yes, you should. Yes, you should, should get cats. Definitely. <laughs> or a cat, single. And so uh, we went to PetSmart on an adoption day, and there were only two kittens left. Oh. A very fluffy cinnamon tabby, Leia, and then a slightly sleeker, more traditional mackerel tabby, mm-hmm. Luke. And we were playing with them, and he was like, well, I don't know which one to get. Oh, oh. And the PetSmart adoption person and I were like, well, you have to get both. Yeah. And we kind of made it sound like that was always what you did. Like, <laughs> Yeah, no, that's just that how it With works. their siblings, yeah, you, like, just... you, you have to take both. Yeah. And I think he kind of just bought it. And sure. so he got them and he fell in love with them. I think more than he realized he would. I remember he sent me a text like the first night he spent alone with them of Leia chasing her tail. And he was like, do they do that all the time? <laughs> God, it's like it's like it's like watching a baby learn to walk. It's yeah, like a man discovering cats for the man first discovering time. Cats for the first time, and he would tell me like, you know, they slept with me. They like curled up next to me. Yeah, that's what they do. Yeah, he fell in love with his kitties, uh, and then when we decided to move in together, he had this realization of like, we're gonna have four cats. That's weird. Like, mm-hmm. you know, four I mean, cats is too. That's too, a lot of cats. That's a lot of cats. And I was like, well, that's. Unfortunately, just the way it's going to have to be, we actually, like, fudged the truth on our rental application. Sure, as you do. Um, but unfortunately, um, my cats were older. Yeah. And um, I think what happened was that they realized they had seen me through this very important transition in my life. Mm-hmm. Their job was done. Yep. And unfortunately, they both passed away, actually, within a month of 
um, my getting married to John. They knew their job was done? I think they knew that I was in good hands. Yes. They, I'm going to get... <laughs> no, it's okay. Um, that I was in good hands and that they had brought me from like a really hard time in my life, like through the divorce, mm-hmm. through these ups and downs with John when he was not doing well like they I there were nights like when John and I were were in a place that wasn't great where being in bed with these two lumps of love was really like important yes of course you know I'd had them for like almost 12 and 13 years and um they both like to sleep up near my head mm-hmm. you know which sometimes is annoying but like during the bad times it was nice to have like just fuzz everywhere and, you know, I think that they approved of Luke and Leah and were kind of like, okay. They passed the torch. I believe in the transitive nature of cats, where cats, even if they haven't met the next cat that you live with, I've always believed that, that the next cat you get has picked up something from the last cat that you had. Um, my cat Milo passed away about a year after I got my current cat, Grendel. And I believe there's some of Milo in Grendel still, and that she carries some of that with her for me, um, which is maybe a selfish and stupid way of looking at it, but it makes me feel better. So I'm going with it. And it's also true that Luke and Leia had gone, had been somewhat standoffish to me Mm -hmm. when they were brought into my life and I was brought into their life. They were definitely like John's John's cats. cats. Whereas my cats, I have to say, were a little bit more like welcoming. (laughs) (laughs) Well, they were older too. They were older. And I think just um, they were just so happy that I had kind of gotten my life together, gotten sober. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that they felt the weight of the sadness that I had had for so long mm-hmm. was lifted. And after we moved in together and Moby and Alexander passed away, Luke and Leia definitely adopted me. They adopted you? Definitely. I love that. Leia in particular, I mean, she's the more affectionate of the two. She used to prefer John. I'm not going to, you know, it was hurt my feelings. Sure. Of course. <laughs> you take it personally. Yeah. You know, um, and, and now she's she's much of a cuddle, as much of a cuddle bug with me as she is with John. And I have to say, John has become, you know, well-schooled in cat owner etiquette, which is to say, if if one of us has the cat on the lap, you're not the one going to get the door. No. You're not the one that's going to change the, ch- you know, like. I, I can't move. I have a cat. I have a, he understands. You get it now. Whoever has the cat in the lap can't move. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> and you also have a dog. Yes. Exley. Named for Frederick Exley? Yes. I thought so. Uh, a fan's notes. Look mm-hmm. it up. Everybody. We'll, Wonderful cult novel. Yep. Feel good story oh, oh. for the for the ages. We'll put yeah. a link in the uh, in the show notes. What is his relationship with the cats? How do they get along? Is it divisive? Is it combative? He adores Leia. Okay. Like, I think really, like, wants her to be his sensei. He thinks she's just fascinating. Mm-hmm. There was a part of us that kind of worried that that was a prey <laughs> interest. <laughs> <laughs> but he seems to just really like genuinely be like her. interested in okay. her, like just you know, and want to play. reaching across the aisle genuinely. So we talked to different people about how to get the doggets and the cat, the dog and the cats to get along. And most vets and trainers we talked to told us cats will establish the rules just yes. fine. Yep. Again, cats cats will govern. Do you want to talk about our brains or do you want to do some jokes? Do you want to talk about our brains? Is it okay? Sure. 
You alluded to your husband's recovery, and I know you've been really open about your own recovery and your own mental illness. And I think that is really awesome. And it's been something that I have really found encouraging myself to hear someone that I respect so much talking about that stuff because there aren't enough people doing it. Um, For me personally, my cats have been really a key part in keeping me alive. I don't know if that's true for you, but I am wondering if your cats have helped you uh, in your sobriety and in the sort of ongoing, I hate calling it a fight against mental illness. It's not a it's fight. Not a fight. It's, a li- it's, like a, it's living with, which it's sounds corny with, too. With, right. So I'm sober through 12-step recovery. Mm-hmm. One path, not for everyone. Not for everyone. No, it works for me. Sure. But in 12-step recovery, there's a concept of a sponsor, which yep. is someone who's been through it before you. And that's not actually the most important part. A sponsor also... Uh, is supposed to give you experience, strength, and hope. Mm -hmm. And I just do this description because animals make really good sponsors. Wow. (laughs) I never thought of that. You know, I have... I I mean, you you need a human one, too. Of course. (laughs) Because they're they're not great at... Well, but see, the thing is, like, because one of the key principles of of sobriety is um, uh, loving detachment. Yes. Is to be able to experience your emotions but not get caught up in them. Yep. I think all companion animals make pretty good sponsors, but cats, I think, make especially good sponsors. Wow. I had never thought of it that way, but I think you're absolutely right. Because they're loving but not overly attached. Mm -hmm. They live their own lives very much in the moment. Mm -hmm. Cat, I feel like a cat knows a bad thing has happened. Like sometimes I think dogs love dogs, but not always fully engaged in the present moment. Yes. Mm -hmm. I think cats are like, okay, bad thing happened. Moving on. Yes. Here's a really dumb example. There's been some construction in my building, and it's been very upsetting for Grendel. And she has been visibly upset by it. And I've been trying to comfort her and distract her, but she hasn't wanted that. She has just wanted to sit in the hallway, kind of puffed up, being upset. And I realized the other day, I just need to let her do that. She just needs to sit here being angry and upset at the guys making the drilling sounds next door. That's what she has to go through. I let her do that. And when she was done, she turned around and walked away. She's done. She's yeah, done. No, I think that's actually very, and that's a wonderful example yeah. of like how to process and deal with your emotions. I know. And I, I was just like, that was some straight wisdom that 10 pound cat just dropped on me. Also, the other important part of um, sponsorship is accountability. Mm-hmm. A lot of companion animals, again, can do this, but it's a, a being that you must be accountable to. Yes. Yes. You know, like there's no lying to a companion animal. Right. I'm trying to be very like species That's okay. neutral this here. Is, let's talk about cats. Let's fine. talk about cats. But I also want to say like, you know, when I was not sober, I was not a accountable to mm-hmm. my animals and it's something i still feel this i n- this is not a joke like i feel like moving forward in sobriety like i'm making living amends for my lack of accountability to my pets yeah. when i was using i make sure that they're well cared for i mean it wasn't like terrible to them but like you know if you're like drinking and using drugs you're not always emptying the cat box you're not always like making sure you're home in time to like get them fed you're not right. always like thinking about their needs. And as a sober person, I just try to be really good about that. Yeah. I mean, I have a kid now, but there are times when really it's the thought of taking care of the cat. You know, your brain will do all kinds of terrible shit to you and it will tell you all kinds of terrible things. And you'll think, well, you know, if I weren't here, the kid would be fine because kids are, but you know, but the cat, the cat needs me. 
it, it, it's, it's completely fucked up, and I'm aware that it's completely fucked up, but that 10-pound little creature needs me. I gotta, I gotta do what I need to do to get through today so I can be here tomorrow so I can scoop that litter box and, and put that kibble down in the bowl and keep my Grendel healthy. And, you know, there's probably a thousand different things that helped my husband stay sober. Mm-hmm. The period of sobriety he has now is the longest period he's ever had in his life. That's fantastic. After years and years of trying to get sober. And, you know, one of those thousand things might be that he adopted some kitties, you know. It can't hurt. <laughs> in early it sobriety. It can't hurt. It can't hurt. And I would say also kitties, like, you can't pawn off kitties very easily either. Like, yeah. a dog, you can hire a dog walker. You can kennel the dog. Mm-hmm. Cats are like, you know. They're yours. They're yours. Mm-hmm. I think cats have a bad reputation for being overly picky about mm-hmm. their people. But because they do have that reputation, I think it sort of means more to people. Whether or not it should, it means more to people when their cats love them. Yes. Yep. They feel like they've been chosen. There's value to it. Johnny got to experience that, like mm-hmm. feeling like he had been chosen by these kitties. And know? it helps you value yourself in a new way that maybe you'd forgotten how to do. Yeah. After some missteps in our relationship, we did decide to go pretty slow. And I think it was, again, a million different things, but the cats are part of it in the sense that we each had like our, our own places with our own little creatures that we could keep our lives separate while we were getting our shit together. That's really important. The way the kids slow down single parents in a good way. Yes, in a good way. It forces you. It forces you. You have no choice. You might think, well, I could do this, I could do that, but you actually can't. I I can move in together. We can move in together right away. No, you can't. Actually, no, no. you actually can't. can't. Not have to be home. Have to be home. You make a living being smart and verbal and funny and witty and thinking of things. And, you know, I've, I've often done that as well. And I think. There are times when you're in a really dark place and you're not able to do that. You're just not able to do that. And when when that's your whole brand and that's your livelihood, that can be so crushing and so disheartening. And I love that cats don't expect you to do that. And again, this could be true of any companion animal. But I think for me, cats are so intelligent, yet it's okay to my cat if my brain is just not functioning. In fact, they kind of prefer that. In fact, they kind I of, would yeah. Say. I, I, I've got, I'm, I'm a potato, and my cat is just like, yeah, that's cool. You're cool. As long You're fine. as I get fed and the litter box gets taken care exactly. of. Exactly. And fact, don't move. Don't move. Yeah. Please don't move. Please don't move. And, and it, it is, it is, and nobody else is going to say that to you. Everyone else is like, get out of bed. What are you doing? Are you lazy? Yeah, I have to say, so this is a place where, uh, in the spectrum of different companion animals, cats are a little bit. Yeah, better. On a this. dog wants to go a for dog a walk. Wants to go for a walk. A dog gets kind of restless. Yeah, Grendel loved it when I had days where I couldn't get out of bed. She thought this was the best thing. I mean, in a way, maybe that wasn't the best because I was just like, oh. I mean, there are limits, but they're also just sort of. It is true though that that little lump of unconditional love is, you know, it's your connection to the world too. Yeah. Imagine how much worse it would be if you didn't have a creature there. Like loving you. I joke about it, but it is true that that my cats are like, they're like ten pound bulwarks against the crushing darkness that is always there. And it's just you have this one little thing, and it's just enough. It's like they just put up a little paw, and it's just enough to hold it back. They've got their paw on yeah, the dike. They've got their paw on the dike, and like that's enough to hold it back. And so that's just that's that's what you need. You got to do the work yourself.
I've been to Chicago, but I've never been to Minneapolis. I hear it is nice, both literally, figuratively, and all of that. Um, so I Googled hot dish for cats, and the result that I got was something called kitty litter casserole. It's a real recipe, um, and it involves dumps that you make by mixing beef, bisquick, and cheese, and you shape it into little poops, Mm -hmm. and you put it on a bed of litter, which is rice, margarine, and soy sauce. I guess I have three questions. Um, That sounds terrible. Okay, so my my questions, I guess, are why, how, and hell no, which isn't a question, but is, I I think, valid in this context. Midwesterners are uh, easily beguiled by theme foods. They like to make things that are like in the shape of things (laughs) and that are like punny. Okay. Well, I like a good pun. I like a good pun. And are especially for specific events. Okay. Which also, by the way, uses a lot of like pre- like ready-made ingredients, like the Bisquick thing. Bisquick. I heard that. I was like, yeah, that sounds really Midwestern. Okay. Um, and the, and there also is something that occasionally now you see on BuzzFeed, it makes me laugh, but like dump dinners they're called, which is like, you know, you dump cans of things. Oh, dear Lord. I, I don't know that I can, I don't know that. But hot dish, the hot dish that, that is traditional hot dish, I think you would probably like. It's usually, a, it's a casserole of some, of some sort, and what makes it hot dish is that the top, rather than kind of dumplings, is Tater tots. Tater tots, right. And I the, the reason I know this is because Michelle Bachman, Michelle Bachman, I don't know what she's doing anymore, but Michelle Bachman published a recipe for hot dish back when I was working on a comedy politics website. And uh, I had to write about Michelle Bachman's hot dish. And that meant that I had to find out what hot dish was. And so that was how I learned about it. And I, I, tater tots, I'm down for. Yeah. Anna Marie Cox, thank you for coming on and talking about cats with us. Before we go, um, is there anything you would like to say to Luke and Leah listening at home? Try not to be mad at me for too long when I get back. And just, you know, the lap is yours. It'll be it'll 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 be yours forever. I love that. Let's see, we have some shout-outs to do real quick here. Uh, if you'd like your cat to get a shout-out on the show, please send me an email, shouts at letstalkaboutcats.com. Tell me your cat's name, location, and any special message you would like included. Today, we're saying hello to Prince Henry in Brooklyn. Prince Henry, your mamas hope you appreciate how spoiled you are with freshly cooked chicken every week, even though they're vegetarians. Prince Henry, you're a very lucky boy. We also want to say hello to Pickle, Pickle, Pickle in Albany, California, who is listening from her spot on the warm cable box. Love that for you, Pickle. And last but not least, hello to Lutz in Atlanta. Lutz, your owner says, buddy, I adore you, but please lay off using your teeth in my calf whenever you want something. Get it together, Lutz. Okay, Anna, where can people find you on the internet if they want to stay in touch with you and all of the things that you are doing? I have a personal website at Mm -hmm. AnnaMarieCox.com that is not updated as frequently as it should be, but I'm tempted almost to put like a, you know, 1992 under construction gift. (laughs) Do it! On it. Um, And then like animated flags. Yep. 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 Uh, And, but, you know, I have the podcast with friends like these on the Crooked Media Network, you know, crooked.com to find that. Uh, I'm a regular guest on KCRW's Left, Right, and Center. So if you're a podcast person, 
which you are if you're listening to this. If you're listening to this, you're a podcast person. You might enjoy my appearances there. I write a regular column for the Sci-Fi Channel, actually. Um, <laughs> I always forget to promote about the intersection of politics and uh, genre fiction. I love it. And, of course, you're on Twitter. And I'm on Twitter. To, um, where I frequently tweet pictures of cats and dogs. I was just going to say, yes. So, Anna Marie Cox on Twitter. Oh, and Instagram, too. Instagram, and Instagram, too. Instagram is where I do my majority of dog and cat picture posting. And you can find us on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, Acast, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcasts. Please subscribe, uh, rate us, review us. It really helps. You can also sign up for our newsletter at letstalkaboutcats.com. We're also on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. It's L-T-A-C-P-O-D. That's L-T-A-C-P-O-D. As always, I am Mary. My cat is Grendel. Our producer is the populist hero, Lizzie Jacobs. Our show's theme song is by Poingley with additional music by the English Muffins. And our show's logo is by Julia Emiliani. We will talk to you next time about cats. Bye. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.